Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wonky Cast. On this week's show, we are chatting with John Helps, who is the guitarist from the fabulous, maybe she will, uh, instrumental post-rock band uh, from the Leicester area. You can find all sorts of links to uh, John's website and the uh, Maybe She Will website uh, in the show notes. Uh, Their new album, Fair Youth, is currently available through either their website or you can listen to it through Spotify or whichever means you want to buy it from. The band themselves prefer if you buy it from their website because they run that themselves. So they have a very hands-on band, very DIY approach to what they do, which uh, we totally believe in here. So by all means, go and support them. Listen to it. The album is absolutely stunning. Uh, And until then, sit back, enjoy the show. Uh, you were happy. You were actually down uh, my neck of the woods last weekend. Anyway, uh, you were at Truck Festival. Yes. Uh, that day, that, weirdly, that's the nearest festival to my house, and yet the one that I've never been to. Oh, awesome! <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like ten minutes from my house. Uh, I've, I've just, for some reason, I've just never managed to get there. How was it? It was great. Um, I think I might be wrong, but I think Truck was the first like proper festival we ever played. Right. Um, I went there. It's the first, like, when I was a teenager, I went to Reading and Leeds and sort of had a kind of weird time there. As as uh, did we all, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, I can't remember. There's a bunch of bands I was really into that playing this festival called Truck that I'd never heard of. Um, and uh, me and a few friends went down and like just the the striking difference between that festival and and like the mainstream ones was absolutely phenomenal and now as i've got older i realize there's loads of those festivals going on but yeah uh, you just gotta look for them i think just like a really special thing like that 2000 trees why not all these like sort of smallish festivals that put on just like good music yeah i think out of interest who, who, who were the bands that you were after seeing um i think it was um uh a band called color of fire uh, who went on to be Grammatics. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, and I might be making this up, but I think Biffy Clyro were playing the... Yeah, they, they, they do tend to play quite a few places around here because I think that they've, they've certainly played at the, the Zodiac in Oxford and a couple of places like that, so they, I know they do play around this area quite a bit. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, I saw them at the Zodiac years ago. <laughs> um, I've only been at the Zodiac once, and it was to see... Oh, I can't even... Who was it? The Wild Hearts, I think. Oh, I right, yeah, like yeah, Ginger Ginger from the Wild Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. even like the Wild Hearts. don't know why I was there. But, uh, <laughs> Weird. The Zodiac was cool before, like, pre-academy. Yeah, it was, yeah, because, I mean, I, I used to DJ downstairs there. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I, I used to run, uh, I used to book bands for, I don't know if you've ever been there, the Bullington Arms, which is a club, like, just down the road from the Zodiac. Mm. Uh, which we, we do uh, well it was a lot more kind of smaller bands and stuff I think we had people like Ocean Size and stuff playing there but uh, we, oh, awesome. we, ne- we never kind of got the, the, the big name bands down there unless it was kind of like 20 years after they were famous so we'd have people like the <laughs> Bad Manners and the Selector and stuff down there all the original Scar bands oh awesome so yeah it was pretty cool so anyways um, 
a bit about maybe she will can you uh, for, for the uninitiated how how would you describe the band in a one-liner <laughs> uh i really hate doing this because i'm terrible at it we are <laughs> a band that doesn't have a singer and we have um uh electronic bits yeah i guess it's like the really simplistic way of looking at it yeah because uh, I, I think I, I kind of try and describe as bands like yourselves and 65 days of static and stuff as kind of either post-rock or instrumental yeah D- does, yeah. does that kind of work yeah it does um we used to kind of reject the term post-rock a bit but i don't think that's necessarily like a useful a useful thing to be doing i guess like if it's a term that helps people to find similar music yeah uh, that they can be into then I think certainly, kind of when I find it, it, it it's stuff like post rock or math rock. I tend to use as terms yeah, to find yeah. music like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, new you have a new new album due out August. Yes, uh, it's called Fair Youth, and we've spent ages on it. When 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 did you start recording that one? Um, we started recording kind of, uh, I guess. It would have been the back end of last year. Right. Um, we'd uh, been intending to like knuckle down and start recording and finish finish writing it for a really long time, but we for the whole of 2013 we just kept getting offered these like these tours that we just couldn't turn down. Yeah. Um, I don't think we did like a, a proper headline tour, but we did. Um, uh, we supported anyone else by the trailer dead, mm-hmm. the escape plan. Um, and every every time we got offered them, we were like, oh, we should really like, we should re- really not do this. We should finish the record. But you can't you can't turn down touring with some of your favourite bands. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Live bands that there there are. Um, so we kept like kind of put it on hold for a little bit, wanted to do that. And then um, came back and sort of pretty seriously um settled into it and uh yeah yeah once we once we knuckled down it came together relatively quickly but it does seem like a really long time since we put a record out yeah uh what when was the last one that was uh was it contract, uh, contract last one um i can't i think it's <laughs> i think it's three years uh, it might yeah that sounds right it could be four um <laughs> yeah no nah, yeah it must be three it must be three yeah uh was it sing sing the word hoping for part harmony was that the last one uh, no, that no, was the, the two thousand nine. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That came out. That was two years before the last one, and then the first one was one year before that. So we've sort of it's been kind of an exponential curve of yeah. time between. Us. What What are the sort of what What are the sort of themes of this one going into it? Um, there's a lot of ideas about uh, kind of travel. I mean, having spent so much time on the road, um, a lot of the song titles, I guess, are make that kind of obvious. There's a lot of ideas about. Uh, being away from home yeah um uh also kind of using music as a as a sort of positive reaction to less positive things in in real life so All to right. speak um a lot of the songs are we we've done songs in major keys before but most of this record is like major key positive sounds um trying to make kind of a, a, a positive record that was kind of i guess the remit yeah sure okay cool i do do when you're actually out on tour and traveling have you been kind of do you come up with ideas that you then incorporate when you come back in um yes a certain band members do um 
we tend to have like a band member will bring an idea to the rest of the band and it can be anything from like a small section to a relatively fully formed song yeah um we don't really write through like jamming yeah um we tend to everything and maybe she always sort of uh picked over relatively extensively yeah um, in the studio and, and before and before that nothing kind of happens by accident so every detail is kind of thought through yeah i was gonna say I mean, makes... how, how what, what's the kind of starting point on that is it's like because i mean obviously quite a lot of them use like you get strange time signatures and stuff is a, is a kind of key thing and, and then the drums tend to be fairly uh uh what's the word central to, to everything that's going on what, what's your sort of starting point um robin on this record robin Jamie have been sort of the principal songwriters i guess and they'll they'll bring uh sort of a something that's been put together on a on a computer like yeah. using guitars and, and stuff they'll bring kind of almost a almost a complete song to the band but then we'll take it apart as a as a group and various people contribute other ideas and um in some cases a song is completely dismantled and put back together in a form that you wouldn't recognize from the start yeah so it's uh, it it varies from song to song but yeah that's the general the general approach i guess yeah i mean is it hard to kind of reproduce that that kind of thing live once you've got it all set or, or is that is it fairly easy then to go and, and perform that kind of thing live i think um when you're writing something like that you do you consider how it's going to be done live because we've been doing this for i mean rob and i have been in the band for getting on for 10 years we've yeah. been uh, doing maybe too well together so um we kind of know what's achievable and what can be done but yeah. uh generally that i mean the song comes first like trying to make a like a a song that works um as and of itself yeah before thinking about uh how it's gonna be done live but it is always at the back of your mind that this has got to be performed yeah it's got to be achievable uh, yeah yeah absolutely i mean do, do you kind of tend to veer veer off what what the recorded versions are and and just kind of experiment do you do any any uh, kind of improvisation with it or anything when you're live um not live no but we will adjust the song slightly for like live performance yeah um we use a lot of samples and yeah and kind of track and um obviously since the last record we've had matt on keys to to do a lot of the electronic stuff mm -hmm. so um we don't really have to make a great deal of compromises but uh yeah little things do get adjusted yeah Cool. Okay. Um. Now, in in terms of how how the band works, I mean, I, I read an article that you posted online uh, about kind of DIY in, in the music industry. Is that something that's been kind of core to the band since it, it began, or is that something that kind of progressed over time? Did you kind of start out like everybody else, going, "Yeah, you know, we want the big record deal," and then you you decided to go more down that route? Um. I don't think we ever believed that we'd get a big record deal. Right. Uh, but the the DIY thing was something that happened from the start, kind of out of necessity. Yeah. Um, we didn't have a booking agent or a press agent or um, a manager, so we've kind of learned to do those things ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and then, because we'd been able to do certain parts of the job to a reasonably high standard. We've continued doing that up till this day, and we do now. We do now have a, a press agent and a booking agent, yeah. Um, and they're like close friends of ours. They're like awesome people and people that we trust to do 
things the way that we'd want them done. Yes. Yeah. I mean, what was it but difficult thought... kind of starting off doing that? I mean, just kind of identifying uh, kind of which venues you'd approach or, or how you would approach them or whatever? Yeah, I guess so. It feels like a bit of a blur now. Um, uh, I'd been in a band prior to Maybe She Will that sounded nothing like Maybe She Will, but um, I'd learned a lot of, of, of how to approach venues and how to... Um, sort of pitch yourself realistically and 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 who we should be talking to and then kind of because we do a relatively not niche but it's just there's definitely a scene for the kind of music we do it yeah. makes it relatively easy to identify who you should be speaking to and and who you should be um like who you should be booking shows for or whatever sure. and the first couple of tours we did were just with um uh, it was actually our drummer jim his uh, his old band called fight fire with water we did a tour with them that was like super small, like pub venues. Um, some shows we put on ourselves, uh, kind of, yeah, total like DIY tour, I guess. Yeah. And, right. um, how, how do you find it? Because I guess the first step is kind of moving out of your catchment area and into somewhere new where there is a kind of local scene. How difficult yeah. is it to kind of crack into those scenes? Um it seems to be much more difficult these days than it was when we were doing it. Yeah. Um, when we first had to start doing those things, I, it's, it just comes down to loads. Like so I, I briefly had a column in our local music um, magazine here. Right. Uh, when we were trying to give a name for it, uh, Jamie from maybe she will suggested I called it 20,000 emails later. <laughs> um, that's literally all, like all it comes down to when you like, managing managing maybe she will is just sending emails yeah texting people up and calling people and just trying to like not being a, a pest i think is quite yeah. important but that persistence is like that's the only way you get started and get things done yeah i think it's very key i mean because i mean certainly the, the the way that we do things with running podcasts and stuff here is it's very very similar you have to constantly kind of be putting pressure on people and, and gently reminding them that you wanted to do something and then trying to get stuff booked yeah. in calendars and and dealt with it's uh and I guess it's just what that first step of kind of trying to get people to, to to take you seriously and go, yes, you know what, yes, we'll 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 book you, we'll do such a thing. It's it's, it's a yeah, tough yeah. thing. But do, do you think that the, the tools to to help you do that, that kind of with with the internet being a lot more available and social, do you think the tools are kind of out there that enable people to do it more now? Absolutely. I think like all all bands have access to the to the internet, and like I mean, can you imagine booking a tour before? the internet existed i know it's that craziness blows, <laughs> i was talking to someone about this the other day and i absolutely blows my mind so everyone's got it like pretty easy really yeah um it just comes down to that like the persistence and actually doing it you hear so many people I'm not, this isn't a this isn't a complaint or a criticism of anyone like specifically but um a lot of the kind of younger bands that um we kind of run into and that, that are struggling to get out of leicester's mm -hmm. music scene um they uh they don't like they don't understand that they need to put those hours in and do the like yeah everyone uh, i think there is a certain amount of uh, people people view it as a very much a kind of thing of you, you put it out there and then it magically occurs yeah exactly exactly you, 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 your phone never stops ringing and you're constantly batting people off with sticks who are trying to book you to do stuff but uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't yeah. think that happens for anyone uh, to start with. I mean, no, for no, some I don't. bands, for some bands, the right thing to do is to um, 
to be looking for someone to do that work for them. Like if you're the kind of app that is, you know, gunning for a major deal, then you should be like looking for management and uh, like a team to be behind you. But for the vast majority of bands, particularly people in our kind of area of music, just getting out and like doing stuff and proving your worth is infinitely more uh, um, infinitely more sensible way to start doing things i think yeah i mean do, do you think that you know, when you were saying about how there, there's kind of like uh, niche areas now where you, you kind of see the same bands at the same things do you do you think that that is uh increasing exposure of the band or, or, or do you think there needs to be kind of more i don't know cross-pollinization of the genres in in different festivals and so forth um i know we've always tried to not just do the post-rock thing i think um uh i mean we've done some great tours with with other post-rock bands like can watch you from afar yeah um uh light mm-hmm. um like some really like awesome bands but we've always tried to kind of maintain uh, uh sort of when we've when we're doing our headline tours do kind of pretty diverse builds try and have bands with singers for a start um, yeah we did a great tour with um and you and i it's mm. one of the most fun tours we've ever done and uh, yeah you get both audiences and you get people that are into post-rock math rock or whatever and people that are into something a bit different and i think that can be useful but yeah. um having the genres it makes it easy to target people that are, are going to be into it yeah Perhaps. i mean, do, do you think there's uh kind of i mean how, how do you go about finding new music because uh, i mean i've my kind of thing is I'll just kind of spend ages using stuff like Last FM and using the recommend features, or I will go out to gigs, not particularly knowing who's playing, but there'll be like three people mm-hmm. on a bill, and I'll just go and see it just to see if it is any good. Uh, I, I don't yeah. know, kind of how, how how do you go out and find new music? Um, tends to be word of mouth, mm-hmm. I think, or through bands that we play with on festivals or or tours. Um, there's a band called Waking Ada who we've just um, released. We've just released their album on our sort of DIY label that we run. Yeah. Um, I've heard the name. I think I got something through from Bands in Town about them the other day. Ah, uh, right. Cool. Yeah, they're like, uh, like absolutely incredible sort of post-rock band, I guess. Yeah. But uh, we played with them in Southampton probably four or five years ago when we were touring with and so I watched you from afar. Right. And they sort of they were so good that. I mean, you play with a different band every night, like local support-wise. Yeah. They were one of the ones that really stood out, and you, like, remember them. And then four or five years later, they sent us an email, and I was like, oh, amazing. Yeah, I remember you guys. I remember, like, how excited I was about them on that at that show. Yeah. And we've kind of stayed in touch, and, and when they were looking for someone to put the record out, we offered to help. Um, but uh, that's not an exception to the rule because you do find a lot of interesting stuff that way but um tends to be people on similar labels i, yeah. I, I personally tend to be into stuff from like big scary monsters alco pop yeah uh, you tend to know that those labels are rep- like representing a sort of degree of quality yeah um, and um yeah just people talking about music I think. yeah I'm a, i work for a venue and i tour manage other bands so i tend to be around people talking about music a lot and i guess right. i hear it yeah, sure. Well, what, what what venue do you work for? Uh, it's a place called Firebug in Leicester. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I've, I've never really been to Leicester. I've kind of been around various areas around there, but never actually been into Leicester. <laughs> I I I love Leicester, and it's a it's a really good city to be making music in. But 
uh, I see no reason that you would have had to come here. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's perhaps more recently, like the, the city seems to be in a bit of a bit of a revival. Um, uh, it's not um, just like culturally, I guess it's kind of nice to yeah. be here at, at this point in time. Um, but yeah, all, all of Maybe She Will do various things in the city's music scene. Like Jamie is a he's a recording engineer, producer. Sure. So he works with a lot of the local bands here, as well as people from further afield. I cool. work for Firebug. Matt, our keyboard player, he works for another venue called The Cookie. Um, so we're all like constantly involved in things in the in the local music scene. Excellent. Oh, that's cool. Intriguing. I shall have to check out what's going on in the Leicester music scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 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 a weird old place. Like there's people doing really good things, but it can be like it's a hard scene to be a part of. Yeah. Diff- people out to shows and stuff but i'm sure that's the case everywhere well yeah so i mean i, I know from being part of the oxford music scene for quite a while yeah. it's it is very very difficult because uh, you, people always kind of whinge you know that, that there's nothing going on there's nothing to go to and then you put nights on and then nobody turns up and it yeah it's it's a it's a real tough tough sell because uh, i mean certainly oxford doesn't exactly have a massive kind of alternative population and has a massive student population from mm. both oxford university and brooks so it's very very difficult to try and get word out in oxford yeah i mean it must be a sort of relatively similar perhaps not similar size but yeah we've got two universities here yeah i always thought of oxford as having an incredible music scene um yeah like... it, 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 i mean a couple of decent bands have come out of there but there's just that there aren't that many great venues in the area that's the i think that's the major problem with oxford is there is only what was the zodiac now hello hello sorry about that that's all right mate no worries yeah yeah i I think in terms of venues in oxford there is only really the 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 zodiac now the o2 there's the Mm. bullingdon which is kind of still going and then there's a couple of really small ones like the port mahon and stuff so you you will you get a couple of decent bands coming out of there but I think the majority of them, uh, I don't know, it, it's a very transient population with the, the amount of students there compared to the people who actually live there. I guess it was maybe like when we were first starting, maybe she will, um, you had like Foles, Youth yeah. Movies, uh, John Quill, uh, obviously Radiohead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, uh, and a lot of those, what's the, a lot of those guys are still doing something now. The John Quill and the uh, Youth Movies guys. No, Pet Moon and yeah, I'm not other sure. little kind of new bands. Because there was uh, stuff like you and Knives and things that came out of Oxford yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was always jealous of Oxford. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it may just be a grass is greener type thing. Yeah, yeah, it probably is. <laughs> cool. Um, so, uh, let me just check where I'm at with my notes. In fairness, we just have Kasabian. So. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're not bad. I quite like Sabian. <laughs> there was something else I was going to ask you about the kind of DIY thing. That, that was it. Um, it was about kind of do do you think that uh, a lot of other bands are starting to kind of move towards this as, as a way of doing it themselves, or or do you think people are still trying to go for that uh, ideal of getting an agent, getting a record contract? What what do you think the kind of feel is amongst the kind of music industry? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, definitely seems. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like I was saying, like I think it's different. Different pubs work for different bands. Yeah, um, I think it's probably because uh, I mean, I, you kind of when you're in that kind of environment, you see more people doing it, and uh, I don't know. It just. 
it, it kind of feels like there's a lot, a lot more people out there trying to get music out using stuff like you know Bandcamp or whatever to promote themselves. But then also it it seems like the it it's difficult to find. I, 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 I don't know. There's a lot of bands on there, and it it, it kind of seems difficult for people to rise above uh, the oh, amount, the amount of noise that's out there. Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, like being able to filter that um, that music and and find the the like genuinely great stuff. Yeah, I guess like that's what record labels are kind of there for. Yeah, to be the to be the barrier between artists and the public. Yeah. It's, like we work with record label we have a we've just moved to super bowl which is like a pretty big step for us yeah um but i guess i don't know whether we'd still be putting out putting out music if, if we if we weren't working with a label i, I guess we probably would yeah um uh i think if the like if the quality is there eventually it will be picked up on like um it may just take a little longer if you're if you're not going through the kind of conventional music industry avenues yeah um so i i I was gonna say i guess out of all of it if you if you had kind of one bit of advice to give to to a band what would it be uh send a lot of emails (laughs) (laughs) the twenty thousand emails yeah yeah don't be a pain as well that's like the the biggest one yeah i guess it's about maintaining professionalism yeah, yeah, I guess like as someone that works for a venue as well as is in a band, you see both sides of it, but um, you get bands that just email constantly and it's like, well, like clearly I'm not interested. <laughs> like it doesn't matter, sometimes it doesn't matter how good you are, uh, so there just won't be an audience in Leicester on a Wednesday night, so it's, it's not in anyone's interest to come and play the show. Yeah, but, true. Um, um, but yeah, just be like persistent and professional and, and I think that's, that's all you can do really. Cool. All right, dude. Well, thank you very much for taking some time out to have a chat. No worries. Nice to speak to you. That's um, awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, well, we, we should be... Uh, I'll be cutting it all together. It'll probably go out a week on Monday, I would have thought. Oh, awesome. Because I've cool. got another one due to go out next Monday. So, yeah, it'll, it'll likely be the following Monday. So, uh, yes, by all means, everybody, album date is 25th of August, yeah? It is indeed, yeah. Can, can you can you pre-order it anywhere, or is it just... Is it through the website? Or... Uh, yeah, you can pre-order it on... Uh maybe she will.net um at the moment and i think by next week it'll be up in most um most real internet shops and stuff um, we did record a, stores yeah yeah <laughs> uh, we did have a, like um, a limited blue vinyl version that was on our store that's sold out but there's going to be a limited red vinyl version cool um on the super bowl store i guess that's like uh but if you prefer your Idle black then you can get that everywhere sweet <laughs> cool okay well we cool. pop links to all that in the show notes nice one Very lovely much. cheers for taking the time out mate cheers bye thank you bye three fucking guns